Hey, this is the dangerous one, Johnny Salvo, former PHW World Heavyweight Champion, and I'm here to talk to you about the future of the wrestling industry. Are you sick and tired of the drama of WWE, the talky talk of TNA? Well, let me tell you something. The future of this business is Future Pro Wrestling, futureprowrestling.com. That's right, where men are men, settle things in the ring like the old school. Sometimes you got to look back to look forward, and that's where Future Pro Wrestling excels above the rest. And more importantly, I'm here to talk to you about Future Mania, baby. 3A, Stafford Road, Wallington, Surrey in the UK. Do you know what I'm talking about? From 7 to 10, the one-year anniversary show. That's Saturday, May 5th, 2012. If the world's going to end... Don't let it end without seeing Future Mania. The future of pro wrestling, baby. I have seen the future. The future is here. The future is now. The future is Future Mania. Go to futureprowrestling.com for more information and looks at the Facebook group and the YouTube page. If you don't believe me, see it for yourself. The future is here. The future is now. The future is Future Mania. Welcome to another exciting episode of Tales from the Attic. I'm your host, Donnie Salvo, and what we do here is I go up into my attic, I reach into a long box, I grab a random comic, and guess what I do? I go through it, I read it, here with you, me and you, we do this together. It's entertaining. For me. Maybe for you. For me. For you. 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 So, that's what we do. But before we get started, you know what we have to do. We have to take care of business. That's right. And this episode of Tales from the Attic is sponsored by MyDigitalComics.com MyDigitalComics is the, um, it's the digital arm of DCBS, DCBService.com. That's right. So, uh, you know, you're not going to have any problems. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. And if you're into the digital, it's the way to go. So what are you waiting for? Go to MyDigitalComics.com right now. And uh, let's go. Go. And you, could, you could read them on your computer and your fancy-smancy i pad pods in your in your fangle fingle fangled technical devices all that stuff you can read them on there 
MyJigitalComics.com. <laughs> Please don't drop your sponsorship. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. And now, into the meat and taters of this episode right here. The sensational She-Hulk number 39, featuring The Thing. And on the cover, they have uh, the She-Hulk is being held in a... She's in a bikini, and she's being held by this big barbarian-looking dude. And she says, don't get the wrong idea. I'm only doing this because it makes a good cover. This is from... Do-do-do... May 1992. This is written and drawn by John Byrne. And, um... This one's called... Sorry about that. A Date Worse Than Death. And you see Thing. The Thing. He's walking down the street. Wyatt Wingfoot behind him. Wyatt Wingfoot wearing a... Wearing jeans and a jean jacket with no shirt on underneath. He's just all denimed out, the Wyatt Wingfoot. And the thing's walking through this, looks like war-torn streets in New York. And he's saying, where is he? Where is that bum, Machismo? They're looking for a bum named Machismo. <clears throat> and the thing's like, he's throwing wrecked cars out of the way. And he goes, well, Wyatt, you said your girlfriend was in the middle of some, in the middle, was in the middle of some big Megillah with that creep. Sorry, I kind of stuttered over that sentence because I was trying to f- figure out what a Megillah was because the only thing going through my head was, For sale, Magella Gorilla, for sale. I'm sorry. Um, there's a lot of singing lately. What the hell is wrong with me? And he said, I don't see no hiding or hair either one of them. And why it's all. But they must be there, Ben, unless the battle has moved elsewhere. And, um... Things like, look, man, if the She-Hulk and Machismo was still going at it, we'd hear them all the way if they, even if they moved to fight to Jersey. And he's like, you're right. But he goes, hey, Ben, what time is it? And he said, the time? It was about, it's about uh, 10 o'clock when we left Four Freedoms Plaza. So it must be about 10.15 now. Why? What's the time got to do with anything? And he said, look at that clock. And the digital clock says... 11.03. And then it's just 11.12. And he goes, I'll be blowed. That's what the thing says. I'll be blowed. I don't know. I'm not touching the easy ones, people. All right? Make your own little... You could giggle at your own dirty joke right there. But that's what he said. I'm not making it up. God bless you, John Byrne. It's an hour fast. And then, boom, he looks at it again. It's 1.25. And then, boom... 126. No, because that, that didn't make sense. 125. It's 156. Donnie can't read. That's the problem. I've never learned to read. Was she a great big fat person? I don't know why I did that. Okay, anyway. And, uh. And he goes, It's getting faster as I look. And then here we go. Wyatt Wingfoot. Put it all together. Machismo is a time traveler, isn't he? Is it possible? And the thing says, That's some kind of time distortion effect? It, could it be some kind of time distortion effect? It could be, Wyatt. And they start both running. So there's only one sure way to find out. Come on, let's me and you hightail it. Turn the page to Fantastic Four Headquarters. And they're already in a lab. 
And he said, after the last time we went around with Machismo, reprogrammed the circuits of Doc Doom's time machine so we'd have a permanent way of monitoring things. Monitoring, monitoring, someone get the phone. Monitoring anything messing up the time stream, especially anyone from Mackie's messed up future. And why it's like, that's right. Machismo is from an alternate kind of future, isn't he? And things like, well, that's the way... Dude, it is so hard to take this book serious. I mean, not that it's meant to be taken really seriously, but if you see how Wyatt Wingfoot is drawn, dude, he... He's dressed like a cowboy stripper. I mean, he's got these tight-ass jeans on with a jean jacket with no shirt. And it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And he said, well, the way Big Brain... Ex all futures are alternate since we ain't got there yet. Mackie's home base is particularly screwed up since... Oh, listen to this. Since it was created when two alternate timelines got themselves fused into one. But we can worry about the details later. I automated scanners... The automated scanners confirm that... Confirm a portal to Machismo's time was open within the last 15 minutes. That must be where he went. Back... Gotta go back in time... Gotta go back in time. He went to it back in his own time. And he must have took the She-Hulk with him. And now we see the, the She-Hulk. Uh, a close-up of her face. I'll tell you one thing, man. Burn drew a gorgeous She-Hulk. He really did. I gotta give him that. And she's got these big gold earrings on. And she goes, well, it's about time. I was beginning to think you've forgotten whose book this is. But up, up, but up, Breaking the fourth wall. And now she's standing there and this standing there in a sexy thing. She's got like a chair on with this crazy barbarian-like bikini with the flowing white robe thingy, shawl thingy strapped around the on the corner of the brazier to go around her back and it's and, and it's, she's got all kinds of, well it is the 90s, she got kinds of straps and, and, and things and she's a little sexy. The girl looked good. And as she said, she's talking to us, and she says, as you can think, see, things haven't exactly been at a standstill since last issue. Machismo's still hopeless, hopelessly in love with me, and this snappy little outfit was what passes for a wedding dress in this uh, in this earth. That's a nice, I like this earth. Not that I have any intention of marrying the big dope. She's saying it like, you know, between you and me. I'm just playing along to I can figure out what the heck happened to him. And so now we go back to some of the things of last issue. I mean, she says, one, one minute we're punching holes through Manhattan's prime real estate. And it shows him punching her through a building. And then he goes, and then she says, and then the next he was telling me how, how I, w I was so fabulous. I had to be the bride of Machismo. And then this weird looking old dude, he's like bald on top, but he's got these big ass crazy looking sideburn things that go into a mustache. And Machismo's there with him. And he says, She is passing strange, this one. Does she usually discourse with empty air? And Machismo, Machismo is all like, What matter if she does? Never in all my years has Machismo beheld so magnificent a female. Can you not see, scientist? And he's all, er, uh, No. The green skin is an area, uh, interesting variation to be sure, but for size and physique, 
There's little to distinguish her from... Oh, but for size and physique, there is little to distinguish her, her from one of our women. And he's all, Then you are blind as well as stupid. Never in all of our fractured history has a creature of such beauty walked abroad in the world. Never has there been such a perfect match for the splendor of machismo. And she looks at us and goes, and she's laying, she's laying all sexy like in a bunch of pillows. And she, she looks at us and says, here we go again. And uh, machismo says, now scientists, you will go inform the ruling tribunal that machismo is ready for the for the wedding ceremony to commence. So he talks about himself in the first person, uh, third person a lot. Um, which is weird. And she all gets up and she goes, not so fast, toots. There's a couple of points we need to go over here. Not a, not the least of which being that little crack you made at the end of the last issue. You remember the one oh, planning to murder all the women of time, of my time? He wants to kill all the women of her time. That's nuts. But I will give him directions to my ex-wife's house. I'm t I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Joke, joke. Joke, joke, kind of. Joke, joke. Ha-ha. <laughs> and he says, Why trouble yourself with such unimportant matters, beloved? We have been brought here to my world, the world of the future, where you will be spared the effects of the gender bomb. There's a gender bomb. And she's like, How's that again? So the scientist steps up, and he says, Perhaps I could explain, She-Hulk. The gender bomb is my greatest invention. To call it a bomb is somewhat inaccurate since it does not explode itself. Rather, it generates a chromosome-link disruptive wave. A chromosome-link disruption wave. Say that seven times sideways. Which causes the tissue of all females of, of the selected species to undergo accelerated deterioration within 20 hours of the gender bomb being activated all human females will experience accelerated aging effects equivalent to the passing of 360 years and so it shows like a bunch of people on the beach and a bunch of people walking and one woman's aging another woman looks like she got a headache then it goes to people like walking down the street and there's just a bunch of like nasty ass skeletons and dresses that's it and all the men looking like what the fuck and then and then the scientist is like and then the female problem will be eliminated and then just like that poof a big energy ball comes up that doesn't usually say poof but I, it's my show and um it's the thing in Wyatt Wingfoot. He's all, this looks like the place. And they're in the middle of the street of uh, the future. And there's like all these weird... Everybody in the future is walking around half-naked. And they're all in top physical form. I'll tell you that right now. And uh thing is like, it's changed sometimes since the last time I was here. Put that down to the female influence, I guess. But this is where me and the rest of the FF bumped, last bumped heads with Machismo. And um, he said, the planet Macus. And then one of the guys in the back is like, Macus? 
And he says, did you say Maka Stranger? And White Wingfoot, he's all, your friendly neighborhood American Indian was all like, oh, he put a shirt on. That's nice, White Wingfoot. Okay? In the culture where you're supposed to wear a shirt under your denim jacket, you don't wear a shirt. And you go here where everybody's willy-nilly. There's nipples everywhere. Guys walking around. Just got just walking around with straps on, and all of a sudden this guy's Captain Conservative. All of a sudden, well, anyway, he says, "Yes, he did. Is there a problem? You seem unwell." And he goes, "No, I just seem to remember from the time, from the before time. Yes, Marcus, the greatest of all possible worlds, where men ruled." And he punched the chick that was sitting next to him right in the face, and then um, things like, "Uh oh." And the woman gets up and she goes, you brute! And she pulls out a sword. And then he pulls out a sword and they're sword fighting. And all of a sudden these chicks are running to her rescue. And then another guy grabs the sword. And all these men and women, man, that were just standing walking with each other. Are sword fighting through the streets. And things are all like, Jesus, is something we said? And then just massive amounts of sword fighting. And uh, Wyatt, sh- 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 shirt full, Wyatt Wingfoot's got like some kind of weird machine. And, uh... He said, it's as if the fusion which joined the worlds of Machamus and Femizonia is unraveling right before our eyes. And and the thing's like, we'll worry about that later, Wyatt. Right now we've got to find your girlfriend before this whole dang planet goes bluey. So basically the thing's like, yeah, let's let these people slaughter each other in the middle of the street. Don't cut each other open wide with swords. Let, let them let them stab each other. Let them fight ferociously like that big battle in Braveheart. That's okay. Yeah, let's go. We gotta look for your girlfriend. So this thing, this this mechanism that Wyatt has, it's a gamma detector. So he brought that with it so he could find. Uh, so he could find She-Hulk, and he said according to its readout, Jennifer is about three miles due west, and so. She-Hulk's yelling at uh, Machismo, and she's like, I'm still looking for some cohesive answers. Like, how you even get to be alive? I mean, according to the FF record, you you blowed up real good way back in Fantastic Four 153. Oh, my God, I have to check and see if we have... I have that. I really do. <laughs> and, um... In fact... It was the explosive effect of your destruction that triggered the fusion of Mechanus and Femazonia. And so, he's all, So I have learned, but more transpired than the accursed, than the accursed Fantastic Four knew. And he goes in this big thing, he goes, Learn how the terrible tale of Machismo, my beloved. <laughs> it is true, I was once destroyed, atomized by unleashed force of my nuclear might but not dispersed as you might think instead the fusion of the two worlds served in some fashion to keep my atoms together don't think about it it's comic book science your nose will start bleeding i drifted as an invisible cloud which they drew completely visible on this page undetectable but aware aware of my own condition as i was a aware of the condition of my home world and all the men and women are in love and then there was just some dude walking down the street and he's just minding his own business 
And he goes, I know not what caused the miracle which followed. Perhaps it was my rage at seeing Macus so perverted. I found myself able to direct my disembodied form into a weakling male of this new world. This dude is jacked as shit, and he's calling him a weakling. And as, and as my world had been reshaped, so I reshaped him, and so machismo reborn and then he's all <clears throat> excuse me and since i had been spared the effects of the fusion i remember how the world was meant to be and she says with men dominant and women as helpless slaves you mean boy mackie you really are a case and she punches him in the face and he goes flying through the wall and she's like even though I know good guys aren't supposed to throw the first punch I think it's time you got taught some basic women's lib and then all of a sudden he goes flying through the wall and the whole uh, the thing is looking <laughs> he's looking up and he sees Machismo flying through the air and he goes well he looks like we found her Wyatt <laughs> and then um, he goes up to Machismo on the ground and he goes unless I miss my guess we finally got us something I can hit. And Machismo gets up to it. He punches thing right in the face. And he goes, you defeated me before, but only with the aid of Thundra. Do you think you could stand alone against Machismo? Where does it... And then all of a sudden you hear, where does it say he's alone, Mackie? And then all of a sudden there she is. She hulks there. And uh, she punches him in the face. And uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of punching in the face. And she hulks she all, come on, Ben, let's finish this bozo... Before he could get back to our Earth, Makizo may have started out as just another lame old villain. But the way comics are these days, all he needs is some styling moose or clown makeup. Dun, 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 dun. And then he could end up with his own book, and she punched him. And then he's punching him from the other side. The thing is, he goes, No problem, Shulky, between the two of us. And then all of a sudden, man, Makizo's about to go nuclear. And, she, and things like, we ain't even going to work up a sweat putting the kibosh on McKeister's hair. And he went nuclear, man, when they both punched him at the same time, but then he passed out. He's just done. He's unconscious. And um, things like, he's down for the count. And Wyatt comes out, and he's all, well done, you two. And she and she hooks, Wyatt, man, am I glad to see you. And then, it, then the next panel is the thing covering his covering his face with his hand and his eye, one of his eyes is just going up between his fingers and he goes, hey, spare my blushes, you two. Bad enough I had to hang out with Reed and Sue in their permanent honeymoon. And then the next scene is Wyatt Wingfoot. He's got um, kiss lipstick marks all over his face. And she's, she hoaxes, okay, Ben, I had no idea you're so easily embarrassed. Wyatt and I can cool it for a while until we find out what turned Mackie's heart all mushy for me and um and she says i can't really control myself when wyatt wears shirts in public i love that when wyatt is fully clothed not wearing his jean jacket and, and shirtless underneath she didn't say any of that but anyway she did say she wanted to find out what made mackie all heart all mushy for her and then a voice off panel says that was my doing and then thing turns around and goes what the heck are you got all got up for pal and he's like dressed in a loincloth type thing with a headband and he goes that ain't normal drag even for this planet and so 
Guess who he is? He's Eros, called Cupid. And he was responsible for Machismo's condition. This, The arrow he intended was for She-Hulk, but struck him instead. And so She-Hulk's like, what do you mean it was intended for me? And um, Cupid says, Venus, my dear mother, challenged me to find a perfect mate for this lout, to prove I had not lost my skills as the god of love. Uh, well, I have my arrowhead back, so Machismo will no longer be infatuated with you. I believe it's time for me to depart. And he Lee disappears. And She-Hulk's boy, She-Hulk is like, gone, boy. Isn't that just like a god? And, and, and you know, carp, carp, carp. And, and, and the thing's like, yeah, well, there ain't nothing to keep us here now, Shulky. I'm afraid me and Wyatt kind of got stirred up. We, wait. I'm afraid me and Wyatt kind of stirred up the pot with our arrival. And it seems like Machinus and Feminosia are splitting apart again. And that's going to cause all signs of trouble. And then all of a sudden, Scientist is there. And he's like, no, stranger, it will not. And She-Hulk's like, what do you mean? And he's all, the condition now spreading across the world has been coming. Has been a long time coming, She-Hulk. But, but it is a perfectly natural condition. And it just shows everybody trying to kill themselves out there, men and women. And it says, when Mechanism Femnosia, that other planet, were fused, the result was a world in which the sexes lived in perfect harmony. And uh, things like, lucky them, probably the only planet where you could find that. And so scientists is like, exactly. Somehow your arrival broke this unnatural spell. And now what you see is nothing more than household spats as played out by a race of warriors and you see some one of the guys getting clonked over the head with a sword and uh so things like this is the way you mean these are this is the way things are supposed to be and she hulk is says sure is ben this is just the age-old battle of the sexes written large but it looks like wacky macky is coming around and i got one question for him and then uh She's tying him up with a chain, and she says, Namely, why the heck was he going to use his gender bomb on women in the past? And then he said, Do you think I wish to destroy the women of my own time, Green One? What would that serve? And he go, and then he's like, But I knew the destruction of all women in your past age would serve as an object lesson to our females. They would come to fear the power of man as they should. And she's like, You're kidding, right? If you killed all the women in the past... There wouldn't be any women in this time. There wouldn't be anybody. And 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 Mackie's all like, "What? Why not?" And things like, "I got a funny feeling. Never, no one ever told this guy about the facts of life." And she's like, "Really?" So she goes up and she whispered in his ear. She's like, "You really don't know?" And then she goes, "And then, and then, got it." And then he's thinking about it. And then all of a sudden his face is like, oh! And then things all, I think he got it. And She-Hulk's like, come on now, guys. I want to get out of this crazy outfit and back to our Earth. There's trouble afoot for sure. The Burnmeister got through almost this whole issue without a subplot. But now I feel like something coming on. And then it shows like some weird space ship or something out in space with all these rocks around it 
and some dude, blonde dude in a headband and, a, and an alien looking dude and he's like it's no good Al nothing we even do slows them down I hate to say it but I think it's done. we're done for and the alien goes don't cry uncle just yet good buddy there's still one thing we could try it all depends on whether or not the She-Hulk is in her car the next issue one potato two potato and that was She-Hulk number 39, written and drawn by John Byrne. <laughs> now, thank you for listening. I hope you had fun. I had fun. This is a crazy little tale. See, this is a fun book. I like how comic books could be fun. It doesn't always have to be so dark and gritty. I mean, those are great too, don't get me wrong, but you got to remember how and why you fell in love with comics to begin with. So here you go. She-Hulk number 39. Now, if you want to get in touch with me, you know, comments, criticisms, uh, requests, there you go. You could email me at Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, S-A-L-V-O, all one word, at yahoo.com. And thank you for, uh, for listening. And thanks to our sponsor, MyDigitalComics.com. Go there. Be nice. Buy stuff. All right. Take it easy. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.